Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast Show with Mike and Alex. We thank you for joining us as we have a couple of beers and a cigar and talk about what's going on in our lives. Grab an adult beverage and a smoke and settle in with us. Please like, subscribe, and comment on each show so we can hear whether you agree or disagree with our take on things. Listen wherever your favorite podcasts are and at www.dumbideapodcast.com. So over, I think we're two weeks now with this so-called gas crisis. I'm I'm saying so-called because we're going to talk about whether it's real or media made. Um, the, the news that was coming out was that up and down the East Coast, mostly in the Southeast, but heading up into the Mid-Atlantic and into New Jersey, there were people waiting in lines for gas. There were peop- there were gas stations that were out of gas. Now, in our area, I can attest to this, there were some lines, and there were some gas stations that had the bags over the handles. They were out. The question becomes... We all know the story that there was this hack on a pipeline that shut it down for roughly about a week and a half. And everyone is attributing this gas, quote unquote, shortage due to that. And I guess you you and I are going to try and figure this thing out because I don't think that the gas supply in the tanks, uh, not the pumps, but the tanks where they store all this gasoline, I don't think there was a shortage. No, and there, there, there wasn't. There's plenty of a shortage would imply that there was either a, a true demand for it, and there wasn't a supply. But in the end, there would be no supply, and the supply existed. The hacking attack shut down the uh, the ransom attack. Shut down the Colonial Pipeline, which, from what I can see, it looks like it moves gas from the uh, from the Gulf up to. Um, through the southeast and up into the mid-Atlantic. But through it, it got crazy coverage. And people go out and they think there is a shortage. They won't be able to get fuel. So they go out and buy gas when they don't need it. Right. Pan- the panic buy. Right. Right. To the point where people were, fi- and I'm sure people saw it, the woman putting gas into shopping bags and someone putting it into... Tupperware, the big Rubbermaid bins, and whatever else they could put them in. Someone, I saw. I think I saw a video. Of someone put it in a kiddie pool, <laughs> like a kiddie pool. How's the, you don't think that's going to slosh on the way home? Are you going to saran wrap that? Hey, yeah. Come on now. I mean, anyone who's anyone who's made like a crab dip or a chili to take to a friend's house for a party knows, unless you got that crock pot sealed on there, you're going to get chili all over the back seat of your car. Listen, you're going to put you put that dip in a in the glass jo- in the glass. Uh, baking dish. If you don't saran wrap it twice and tinfoil wrap it and then put it in a bag, yeah. you're not going to get there with the dip. No. No. no you're going to be cleaning the backseat of your car. So never Just, mind gas in an open kiddie right. pool. That's, you're done. <laughs> Gasoline. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fumes. Let's not forget about the fumes sure. that are going to be in your vehicle. I mean, if I get put gas in, in my gas, my little gallon gas can for my lawnmower and I drive it back, the car seems to smell like gas for a week. I thought it was hysterical, though. The one lady that put it in the plastic bag, yeah. she's like, you could see, like, the wheels turning. She's probably, she's, like, thinking, yeah, this probably isn't, this is probably a little dangerous. So you want to know, she, you know her solution? 
She double bagged it. Yeah, double bag. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding? It's not it's not milk that's too heavy for the bag. It's gas that can kill you. Very volatile substance. Yeah. Uh if you drove a diesel though, you were good because you could get diesel. All diesel all the time. Uh, sure. But so it this this coverage, the news cycle created this demand because the the product existed. Now there's some other factors that came into it, uh, you know, as far as the you know, transportation companies without personnel that couldn't get them, the uh, the drivers. Well, um, that's the one thing that people don't realize. So last year when I was driving, because everyone was staying home more often, they, I, I believe, twenty five percent of the driving uh, of the of the gasoline driving workforce, the guys with the CDLs with the hazmat licenses. It was an aging population. They decided to either retire or they were downsized. So now demand spikes, an unexpected spike, and you don't have the capacity to get fuel from the tank, the holding tank, to the pumps. Mm -hmm. And you can't ramp that up. And that was the real reason why the states declared a state of emergency. Because in all of these states, there is a cap on how many hours you can drive, especially for the CDL with hazmat. You can only drive, I believe it's eight hours a day. When there's a state of emergency declared, the White House then said, lifted that restriction. So now these drivers, the drivers that they did have out there, they could drive 12, 15 hours because that cap had been lifted. Mm -hmm. So that was the real reason they declared the state of emergency in the East Coast and Southeastern states. Mm -hmm. It was simply for that reason. Right. And and then without properly explaining that reason for the state of emergency, people start to think, oh, my God, there's no gas. There's a state of emergency. Now I have to even double down and, you know, start taking old soda bottles and filling them with gas. And Well, even the people that were filling, like, eight gas cans. Yeah. Like, they were preparing for the derecho storm. Right. You know, when, when you're going to be out of power for a week and you got to power your generator— that's a that's a panic buy, but it's probably a well-founded panic. Yeah. This was zero. The entire shortage was based on people panicking and people buying more than they needed. If people didn't buy more than they needed, this isn't a thing. Right. And and they they so it it wasn't a problem. And then the coverage of it created a problem because it was a then that created a surge. So it created a false demand for it. And then now all of a sudden we have no gas. You have stations that gas stations that are jacking their prices up. You have um, people running out. My wife went out to a couple of places. She legit needed gas. It wasn't, oh, I think I'm going to go and fill up my Rubbermaid bin with gasoline. It was, no, the car's on. And she doesn't drive a lot. So none of us do it yeah. anymore. So know? she she needed fuel and couldn't get it. Um, airlines were having, you know, they, they were they were looking at how they were going to handle their, you know, there were there were jets that were carrying more fuel uh, that were coming to the East Coast because they were afraid they would not be able to get the jet out of the eastern airports, um, you know, due to the due to the shortage. So now you're looking at okay, these aircraft are flying heavier than they need to, which. Of course, to carry fuel, you have to burn fuel. So now they're flying around with uh, with heavier loads than they need. Um, and then so that they could just get out to get to another airport, you know, in another region of the country that did have fuel. So, yeah, it was just a, a big, huge mess. And it, it kind of goes to the thing, well, if this was accurately covered, 
would it have gotten to that to that point? Right. Well, it, it this kind of goes where there are certain news networks since January have lost between fifty to seventy five percent of their viewership, mm-hmm. which you know I, these people don't care really. How many people watch? The only reason why they want numbers and ratings is because at least the larger advertising dollars. Yep. The less people that watch, the less they can charge for the ads, which is why they, there is, there's no real ethics in it. It's what do I need to say to get you to tune in? And, or what do I need to say to persuade you a certain way to get you to believe what I want you to believe? Mm -hmm. And, it, it kind of brought up the topic, and this is what we kind of we were talking about this before the show, and it was how, how much of what is I'm going to use air quotes reported is news, and how much of it is sensationalized for ads or additional viewership gains, so that they can make more money on their ad revenue. Because the name of a game with of a, a TV show. A, a cable news network or any kind of network on TV is to make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't get, you don't pay these people with, with hugs and smiles, right? They want to get paid dollars to be on your TV and they're based, they're paid based on how many people they can bring in. Yeah. They, they want your, they want your attention, right? Cause they're selling some, they're selling your attention to advertisers is what they're doing. And ever since, and love them or hate them, um, Donald Trump was a stud. For and, them, oh, for them, yeah. And on both both sides of the political spectrum, right. Donald Trump was a stud. And now that he's gone, what do we fill this void with? Right. Who are you mad at? Or who do you who are you gonna love so much that they can put him on TV? Or who or who's gonna who's the next person to hate so much that you'll watch? Yep. So it's it works both ways. It's who's next to be adored and who's next to be loathed. Yeah. Because Apparently that's what gets eyeballs. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fear and those strong, you know, love or hatred is what's gonna get you those, you know, and in this case with the fuel, it was fear. And right. let's it's and you can even look at it on the on the local news level. So if it snows, what happens to they stop a Snow, snowstorm. Snowmageddon. Yeah. Snowpocalypse. Oh yeah. And they have the reporters standing out by the gas station with snow falling and like mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you know, this is such and such out here in, you know, uh, in in Jonestown with snow. And oh, let's go over here to this guy who's sitting in traffic in the snow, and it's snow. And you can look out the window and see snow, or let's go play in- with your kids in the snow. Let's interview him. Hey, yeah. what do you think? Uh, it's snowing. <laughs> You're right. What do you think about it? Uh, it's white. <laughs> okay, back to you, Jim. Yeah, it's cold and wet. Right. And everyone knows about it, but everyone tunes in. I, I find myself doing it. Oh, we're all in this together, this snowstorm, and we're going to watch the snow. And it, you know, now in December, it's cool when it's the winter wonderland. Mm-hmm. In February, when it's just the cold gray bucket of suck, it starts getting old. But they do it for that, too. So now that's on the small scale. The, the local news is doing it, and they, they cancel whatever the. Um, whatever programs they have, the syndicated stuff, the garbage, Maury, whatever it is. Right. They, it's, it's 24 hour. It's now 24 hour snow. Yeah. That's all it is. And, and then, then there, you got, you've got the ancillary benefits. So for example, they report snowpocalypse is coming 
and everyone rushes to the grocery store and buys up the toilet paper yes, yep. and, and the bread and the milk. And the, of course, there's nothing there. Meanwhile, 90%, I'll say 70% of the population has an SUV or some type of car that can make it through some snow. Yeah. You can get to the grocery store. You are not going to be stranded at your house. Right. Now, there might be some elderly folks or something, but get, you know, you can now, there are now ways you can get stuff delivered to your house. Yeah, someone will bring it to you. And right. even look, you know, uh, with the last year at this time, with, with the lockdown, when you couldn't get toilet paper. Toilet paper, hand sanitizer, yeah, toilet and, paper, yeah, cleaner. And, and they were, everyone, there was a run on this stuff. Now, granted, nobody kind of knew what was going on. The one thing, though, throughout all of COVID, I never once heard that one of the symptoms was required the need for a lot of toilet paper. Right. You but, didn't get the runs from COVID. Well, maybe you did get the runs from COVID. There were a lot of symptoms with yeah, COVID. Right, because no it was like everything. Right. Did like, you, do you have hot flashes? You might have COVID. Right. Are you cold? You might have COVID. COVID. Are you hot? COVID. COVID. Comfortable COVID. Uncomfortable COVID. Right. It was all COVID. And people were just buying. They were buying food, and people were afraid that the, well, that the world was going to collapse, and they need chicken, lots of chicken. <laughs> The, the best one was, you can have COVID even if you don't feel anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, literally, zero symptoms, COVID. Right. Like, what the? Alive, COVID, dead, right. COVID. Right. Like, if you have an illness with zero symptoms and you feel just fine, it's it's like if a tree falls in the woods and no one is there, yeah. does it make a noise? <laughs> right. If you get COVID, you don't feel it, hear it, see it, smell it. <laughs> Did you really have COVID? Right. <laughs> The tree that fell had COVID, though. Right. So, <laughs> right. The tree, the tree that fell on you and killed you had COVID, right. and then you were COVID dead. That's right. But the the that was driven by people panicking, seeing the the just the constant cycle, the death count, Chiron that was constantly running oh on the TV, God, yeah. everyone getting amped up and buying this stuff, and then you also saw a run on other things. Um, you know, if anyone's listened listen to the podcast, you know I'm you know I'm not an avid shooter, but I'm into it a little bit. You can't find ammunition anywhere, and that goes to some of the, you know, a lot of people bought weapons, record uh, gun sales over the last year, and then people bought. Of course, someone goes out and buys a gun for the first time. What do they buy? Ammunition. Right. Well, then you have the other guys who already have them and are getting ready for. World War Three or the collapse of Western civilization. <laughs> they're bunker ready. Yeah, they're they're prepping and they need. Hey, I got all the toilet paper. I got. I got all the chicken, all the gas. Now I need ammunition. Now I need to prepare for the zombie apocalypse that I saw on my phone because there's a new game out. Yeah. That I'm I'm going to play the. I played this game and the zombies were coming at me, and I had to build my fortress. Right. <laughs> and so I needed. I'm building it real life. They're yeah. coming. That I needed my ammunition for it. COVID zombies. They're going <laughs> to knock on my door. Actually, they won't even knock. They're just going to knock it down. Yeah, and, and for that one, there, were several, there was you know, there was a realistic reason, and then you had people that were out buying this, this stuff just because they thought they would feel terrible if they didn't have it, or whatever source of information they're getting their news from, they think the collapse of Western civiliz- civilization is imminent, or the, the red hordes are going to be coming over the... You know, like Red Dawn parachuting, and they're going to be there to protect their family with their uh, with their their rifle they haven't fired in fifteen years. Well, it, it's, not, it's it's also the with the the political ploy of oh, Democrats are going to come take your guns. Absolutely, like yep. de- like Democrats don't like guns too. Yeah, <laughs> the, that's that's the biggest lie I've ever heard is that Democrats don't have guns. Uh, 
No, they do. <laughs> yeah. This car, I think I don't remember the exact stat, but it's something like there's five guns for every one American in this country. Yeah, it's so a lot of people got them. Yep. Yep. And and the, the interesting thing as a as a shooter is that you see people that weren't interested in the activity start to get interested in it. And like, oh, wow, I kind of enjoy this. So, you know, that's that's uh, you know, people that are getting into a, 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 an activity that they find in, enlightening or whatever. But so that's that's an interesting part that people who wouldn't have gotten into it before have. Right. But their cause I mean, you're you're looking at, you know, rounds of ammunition going for a dollar a piece. That which is that's a you want to go to the range with and and you know fire off a hundred rounds like a hundred bucks. I'd rather go play around a golf or something for that. So. Well, it's good TV though. Yeah, because the people that the people that despise guns watch it because they they're saying, yeah, yeah, Democrats go get those guns, yeah. and then you got the other people watching like, oh, those people are crazy. Yeah, but I need to go. I'm going to buy my not another nine millimeter and some ammunition, yeah. and it and, just starts this spiral. And you want to know who loves it? The network's putting it out there because they're mm-hmm. getting those bigger, they're getting those ad, uh, eyeballs on it, so they get more ad revenue. And the gun makers and the ammo makers love yeah. it. Do you, do you think if I'm a gun maker or ammo maker, and I know that's exactly what drives my sales, mm-hmm. do you think I want that to stop? Oh, hell oh no. heck no! No, no. Anytime I got a down quarter coming up, yep. Like if the first two months of a month are bad, and I know I need to make my, I know I got one thirty days left. To get my quarterly profits up before I got a report, of course I'm gonna. I'm. Gonna, I might even leak. I might yeah. the, as the gun manufacturer. I'm like, hey, uh, I think uh, I was up on Capitol Hill at the, the lobby, the NRA or whatever is gonna be. I, I think the Democrats are gonna put forward legislation to ban you know, 65 mag rounds. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile. No one's got a 65 mag right. round. Some people do. <laughs> sure. The three people that yeah. got it, right? But you know what happened? But the, the panic is, oh, my God, they're going to start limiting guns. If they're going to limit the 34 mag gun, yeah. they're going to, or magazine, they're going yeah, to limit the 24, yeah, 30 they're going to limit the 12. Are, you know, 30 rounds are, are up, so, so. So I need to go get it now. Yeah, go get and, it now. And, and I might as well go buy some ammunition, too. Yep, got it. Hey, a mag's not worth anything without ammunition in it. Right, but so they, they, they're sowing the panic. And people buy into it. Oh yeah, they, and it, it's like they—they're playing everyone for like with a fiddle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what do what do we need? Uh, what do we need to put, boost up now? Yeah. Well, looks like I mean, in the whole all of COVID, the paper manu- the paper uh, producers with the toilet paper and the and the paper towels and the the Clorox wipes and oh, Clorox wipes were like gold. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and so they apparently they needed a boost of revenue. Then you got uh, whoever else was out there. That you know, Amazon got yep. a huge boost. Oh, yeah. Walmart got a huge boost. Yep. Target got Be- a boost the- because it wasn't safe to go to the store down the road in the shop in the strip mall. But it was perfectly fine to go to Walmart. Yeah, Walmart was safe. Church was not. Walmart church, was. Church was not also not safe. <laughs> yeah, but Walmart, Church of Walmart, yeah. Church of Amazon. Well, you don't yep. have to go into Amazon. Maybe Church of Target, Church yep. of Walmart. They, if they were smarter, mm-hmm. why don't you do? Because Walmart took out like the little Caesar's pizzas and whatnot, like the little things. Why don't they should have done? Turn it into a little chapel. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to the Church of Walmart and, by the way, you can get some cargo shorts for six ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, if you need cat litter, 
Get yeah. some of that if you need uh, some. We got milk. We got toilet paper right. over here. Right. And oh, by the way, Dominus Omnis. You know, yeah. get, get your Pope on. Yeah. Get the uh, have someone there giving communion out. That's right. But you know, the, should do multi-denomination. Get get the get the rabbis in there too next door. Yeah, just do do it all in Almost. one shot. Why not? <laughs> so, and you know the. In looking at the, the the panic stuff, and I'm sure there'll be something else that comes up, some other things. I remember going to the, the store once during a snowstorm. I legit had to go to the store. I needed food. And I almost wanted to have a sign on me that said, I'm not here because of the snowstorm. I'm here because I was going to come here today anyway. You wanted a virtue signal? Yeah. Oh, and, that, <laughs> and they should and they should have opened up a special express lane for people that weren't like, oh, how much toilet paper do you have? I just have what I need for the week. Okay, you can come through here. Right. How much do you have? Oh, you have 58 rolls? You could go and stand in that line. Listen, if I go to Costco though, I look smallest package is thirty six rolls. Yeah, well, I love. By the way, we are not sponsored by Costco, <laughs> but I love me some Costco. Oh, me too. Okay, I don't even have a mem- membership to Costco. I have uh, Sam's Club, which is close to the house. However, Costco is superior in every way in, to include the snack bar, much better than Sam's Club. And the Members Mark brand is superior to. Uh, I'm sorry, the Kirkland Signature brand is superior to Members Mark. Um, but I'll leave it at that because uh, that's enough uh, free plugging for them. We don't get anything from them. I'm just going to do it one more time, though. Listen, Costco, if you're out there, if you would like to sponsor us in any way, <laughs> I'll just I'll take a free membership. Right. Mike will take one too. Look, listen, that's, Mike, and Alec, Mike and Alex sponsored by Costco. I like the sound of that. Yeah, I think it's great. And listen, it'll only cost you. 110 bucks, one membership for each of us, that's all. Yeah. Just, just putting that out there. I'm down. I'm done, though. I'm, and I'll, I'll drive past Sam's Club to get to it. I'm out of it, though. I'm done. But, okay. And <laughs> so, and I remember when the pandemic was going down, they, when it first, the lockdowns when they first started, we ordered toilet paper um, for to have it delivered. And because that's one thing, like, I never, we never did food delivery. But then everyone's doing it, so we start doing, like, yeah, this is actually kind of cool. Listen, at-home grocery delivery. Is if if you were ever holding out on that, stop. Yeah, stop. I, I look. I, I get it. You don't want to conform. You don't want to be that guy. But it's wonderful. Now, certain things I get. If you need cold, I like my cold cut sliced a certain way, and to try to translate that through the app is kind of kind of hard. But listen, though, if you don't have to go in there, yeah. But I and you can get the cold cuts, even if it's a little, even if you got to go medium cut versus thin cut. Unacceptable. Oh no no no! I take the I delivery every time. Which Sandwich purist here. I don't want to bite into my roast beef sandwich and have all of it come out at once. It needs to be thin. <laughs> but so we ordered the toilet paper, hoping to get the one brand, the softer brand, and we end up with this single ply, oh, no. John Wayne, rough, tough, and don't take shit off no one toilet paper. <laughs> and uh, it's still in the basement. Yeah. That's like the Armageddon rolls. This, like they're the, there. That is the emergency roll. Yeah, yeah. That's the, hey, you know, Go toilet, you know, t- paper bomb somebody's house because their team lost the Super Bowl, type of uh, type of role. That's the backup stuff that hasn't happened in this neighborhood. Ever. Just putting it out there. Ever. Okay. So nope. Moving don't know on. about that. Moving on. Um, but yeah, so it's definitely a, an an interesting phenomenon, and the thing is, it's unnecessary, and it creates you know uh, additional strain on people in stressful situations that that don't need to be there, and you have an, you know those who are unscrupulous in the media that are that are since and I wouldn't go and blame the individual pe- reporters and that, but it's, it's kind of a, a monster that kind of feeds on itself. 
They want the ad revenue. They want the attention. So they. I would though. Yeah, I, 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 I would. I, I do put it on, the mouthpiece. Okay. Yeah. Because, in order to be an effective mouthpiece, you have to be able to sell the panic. Mm-hmm. And and one thing you're alluding to, that is never really talked about, is, how are, are these people. The mouthpieces, the news, the news anchors, and I'm, again, news in air quotes. How are they affecting the mental health of the people in this country? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying people. I'm not saying all people are mentally fragile, but for any of you that have seen the social dilemma, that documentary about Facebook and everything, you know that social media and news and media in general can can persuade your mind without you even knowing it by what gets put in your Facebook news feed, your Twitter feed, um, even like if you're on Yahoo News, that feed is curated by somebody else, but it's using your viewing habits mm-hmm. to populate it. So someone with completely different political views is going to see a completely different news feed than the person on the opposite side of the of the spectrum politically or even just thoughts wise you know mm-hmm. it, and it can really mess with people's minds yeah and it, as two guys one of the things that we had kind of talked about was Men generally don't talk about their mental health at no. all. Not with each other. Whereas, this is where I feel like women are far superior to men. And that women have no qualms in talking to each other about the BS that's happening in their lives. Or the stuff that is just torturing them mentally. Yep. And they get that level of therapy just by talking to each other. Whereas with men, you don't want to admit it to other men that you're having just weird or random thoughts. The idea of going to therapy is, is not very appealing to most men because again, if the, unless you're willing to keep it a complete secret, there's a stigma related to it with men, not so much with women, but with men. Mm-hmm. And so imagine if so, someone is willingly messing with your head for dollars mm-hmm. and because of the stigma on, on the men's mental health in this country, men are not going to get the help to talk about this stuff and how to deal with it. What do you think? It's like, what do you think happens at that point? What happens when you think that that bubbling over point? Yeah. When there's only so much bad news and stress that someone can take. Sure. So, you know, you have everything compound and and let's you know there are a lot of people that were really hit hard by the lockdowns and the response to the to covid so they were getting pushed closer anyway and then you throw a gasoline shortage on top of it that really isn't even a gasoline shortage well not even just that though and you the coverage of the election yeah you throw all these things just constantly bombarded with Bad news, and the thing is, they want your attention. So, if you're watching Fox News, they're going to skew it one way. If you're watching MSNBC, they'll skew it the other way. Well, they're demonizing the other side. Yeah. It's like, oh, the liberals are awful people. Mm-hmm. They want, they don't want you to live in freedom, 
And the other side, it's the conservatives want to suppress. They just want to suppress everyone. Yep. How dare they? Yeah. It's like, okay, so you're just demonizing one side against the other, and you th- and, and you th- eventually someone's gonna do something. Right. And, and you'd think that someone would be, you know, that would be they'd be happy at one point, you know. So if you had the the liberals were were angry when Trump was in office and now they've won so you think oh they'd be happy now but no they're not because being good news and happy doesn't sell and you'd think that when Trump was in office or when the Republicans in office that the conservative news outlets would be happy no they're not happy then either because again good news doesn't sell anything no. so no it's not generating clicks it's not generating it's not keeping eyeballs on the screen so they need to continually keep it bad or negative or piss you off uh people are going to pay attention to something that pisses them off before they pay attention to something that makes them happy so uh they'll consistently keep it skewed in the and I'm, you know i'm sure the algorithms and all that uh are designed to do that absolutely ha- be having you be happy doesn't have them come back to their platform to find out the next bad thing that's coming right because you you are not you're engaged when something pisses you off. Yep. And even the way the headlines are written, because they know most people don't read the article. Right. They read the headline. So, and the copy editors actually the 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 copy editors write the headlines, and they write these headlines in such a way to get your attention. You might read a paragraph into it, and then you move on to the next thing. No one's gonna sit there and read an in depth, uh, thousand word, five thousand word article about something they're going to read the headlines get pissed off share it amongst all the think of, think of on your social media feeds you send it and it's a picture of a ridiculous headline right. and that's what people see and it just fires people up around them uh and really when you get when you really get into the nuts and bolts of it uh it's not anywhere near as bad as it was and now the reporters themselves the journalists themselves when they write it they will actually bury the actual true story five six paragraphs into it well or or what they'll do is they'll write they'll write the story knowing what they'll know what they're doing they're they're knowing that they're framing it in a certain way mm-hmm. and they'll probably even throw in some false information in there yeah because you want to know what the you the consequences for doing that is an article on page 12 mm-hmm a retraction. It's a retraction on page twelve. Right, buried next to an ad for for uh, tires and underwear. Right, and and nobody is going to read that. No. So you just got your most ardent followers who who believe whatever you print is the gospel. Mm-hmm. They believed your lie, and never and will never ever see your retraction on page twelve no. six days later. No, it sticks around. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that's the thing. Like the retract, the, the lie sticks around, and all they're gonna, and every time someone will requote it or whatever after that, you know, seventh, eighth, or ninth day, they'll say, "Oh, well, you know, we print a retraction on page twelve. Right. But they won't put that out there on page one. No. They're still putting the fact their 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 Twitter feed or whatever won't even say that. No. They don't even acknowledge the fact that they even said it. Right. And and, and people, people are still going to use it as the fact. And yeah, and people who will share it will continue to share. Continue. Yeah. They'll share the original false or the article that was discredited. No one will ever share the retraction because people are only sharing things that 
they agree with. So if all of a sudden something else comes out that says no, and even if it was legitimate, they thought it was this way at first, and then it turned out to not be that way. No one's going to share the actual true story because no. it doesn't. It doesn't reinforce. There's no. It doesn't reinforce their their beliefs, so they're not going to do it. Well, not just that though. If they push the retraction and the truth, the the true believers will may less likely end up believing their next headline. Mm-hmm. They can't have that, right? Because if you have that, you lose your ad revenue again. You lose your viewers. You lose your eyeballs. You can't have that because if you have that, then you don't have a network anymore. Or you don't have a newspaper anymore. And to be honest with you, the newspapers, they're a tough business to begin with. No, it's a, it's a tough... And the thing is, when you go to these... When you go to these uh, newspapers, and you think you're going to a legit, uh, you know, a paper of record. Sure. You're, and you, you're going to a New York Times, yeah. or even Washington when, Post. Even when you're on a network uh, news website, and you click on it, you scroll through the article, and what's at the bottom? It's clickbait. Right. Because they need those clicks. The, and, it's, the, it's the girl with the uh, the the chest hanging out. Yeah, or the, the bottom, or the what happened to them now? And then you have to go through it and click fifty eight times, like once a sentence. You have to click and look at an ad. Right. And but that's what they're putting. You think like, okay, that would be on some Yahoo's website, not Yahoo like Yahoo itself, but some right. weirdos. But no, these are like CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, NBC affiliates. You know, right? And it's clickbait. At the bottom of it, New York Times, Washington Post—they have it. They have it in there, and it's well. It's just because their business model has changed so much that they need to—they need to put it in there. Well, but then you've got the other side of the spectrum, where it's it's paywalled. Mm-hmm. Well, who do you think they're going to cater to? They're going to cater to the people paying five bucks a month to get their content. Yep, they give you the five articles a month for free, mm-hmm. but for an additional five bucks a month, you get fed. You get force fed what you want to hear mm-hmm. and they know what you want to hear yeah. and they're going to keep giving it to you because if they don't, if they give you actual news and actual truth, you're not paying them the $5 anymore. And the only people paying $5 a month for news are true believers. Yeah. They want on either end. Yeah. They want that confirmation bias. Absolutely. Throughout the entire experience. The person in the middle who thinks for themselves isn't paying the Washington Post $5 a month. They're not mm-hmm. paying the New York Times $5 a month. They're not paying Fox, whatever the Fox News equivalent is for a newspaper. Yeah. They're not paying them. Yeah, Wall Street Journal or... Right. Yeah, now people, they're just, they're going to go seek their own news. They're going to go to Daily Wire and pay for that content. Or whatever Crowder is. Or yeah. They're, 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 they're paying these people 100 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Six or maybe it's like forty, fifty bucks a year. I don't know what it is. But well, some of them have tiered membership plans. Sure. But you're you're paying for the content. You think they're going to tell you something that it's going to piss you off? No. It's going to piss you off, or maybe my their month to month memberships. You, you think they're going to write something in there where next month you don't pay that five dollars a month? Oh heck no! Yeah, no, they're not. Pe- people love that money. Yeah, and that's how they get it. Yeah, they're they're not they're not going to do it, and um. The other thing is, is that people also people who want that content aren't going to go and seek no. a conflicting view. No, you, if you're paying for the Washington Post, is it the Washington? It's Washington Post, right? The mm-hmm. one that Bezos owns. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. if you're paying the five dollars a month for the Washington Post, you're not also paying the five dollars a month for Crowder. Right. 
just not doing it. No. Or, or or Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Not your wheelhouse. You don't care. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like you said, you want the confirmation bias. Yeah. You want to be told that you're right and everyone else is wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're willing to pay for. And look, I get it. Maybe one day we'll have some followers and we'll we'll do a five dollar a month podcast. <laughs> like the, we'll we'll put on the Patreon like all these other guys do. Yeah. Uh, or you'll have you know now you do have some, you know like Joe Rogan. You'll have him who will present. You'll have guests that liberal conservative and go back and forth and all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. But if you're not in MMA, you <clears throat> and there's a fight coming up. You're gonna have to skip his podcast for a little because you're just not in, into MMA, and then right. wait for someone you're interested in to come back again. So it's not a reliable news source. It's a good opinion source, or if you're right. seeking additional information about this or that, but you're not going to get the daily update of of what right. you want. Speaking so. of which, this is a great time though for all you out there to please like, share, subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> Maybe leave a comment. An, an unoffensive word or two that would be great but no the 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 clicking the like and the and the sharing this is really it will be helpful for us and we appreciate that um but yeah it you, you definitely it's tough to get unbiased news mm-hmm. it really is yeah um i personally will true i'll tend to seek out some of the self-proclaimed liberals turned either independents or liberals turned uh, conservative because i feel like that's where i was now i i was probably i probably edged a little bit more left than i did right at one point in time mm-hmm. so even like a guy like tim pool um was a guy who edged left and now he's kind of steering more to the middle or to the right uh, probably still more toward the middle mm-hmm. um still believe in a lot of the progressive ideas but hate the way these things are being pushed and presented um <clears throat> Jimmy Dore's another one. Jimmy Dore's a super liberal, mm-hmm. but he can't stand the politicians. Yeah. So, like, that kind of stuff, and he'll call out some of these super liberal slash progressive politicians that are kind of talking out both sides in their mouth a little bit. Right. And I, so, like, I can dig that. That's at least honest to me. Like, you are what you are. Yes, you are a liberal. Mm-hmm. But you can call out the fake nonsense. Yeah. I can get down with that. Yep. Um. But it's very it's very hard to find those individuals, um, unless you're looking for them, and you got to look for them on alternative platforms. Yep, you got to look for them on podcasts. You got to look for them on YouTube. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna find them just out there. And you know, it's funny because a lot of people say, "Why can't there just be news that you know presents the facts and you know is not biased?" Because it doesn't sell. They'll be broke. Yeah, they, it they, doesn't it, make it any money here for a month. Yeah. It doesn't make any money, and I thought, well, how could we start a, a, a news outlet that would do that? Well, number one, I don't know anything about the news, <laughs> how to write articles and, and all that, but you can find it through other things, just nothing, none of it's all together. And it's not, yeah, not going to make any money because you need those people being angry, clicking on things, panicking, fear porn, all this stuff that they want to see. People like to, we, we live in a time in, in our world where we are so comfortable you know, say what you want about this country, but really, it's the most powerful nation on earth. Uh, we live in our homes relatively secure, and there are, you know, people out there who it's almost like we need a threat. We need a th- something to be afraid of, right. and people want to be afraid of something. So, what's to be afraid of? When you know, COVID was a good thing to be afraid of. Um, 
you know, we well now we had, well now the new thing is inflation. Yeah, people are super worried about inflation. Mm-hmm. They're worried about interest rates for home loans going up to fourteen percent like they were back in the eighties. Yep. Yeah. They and so they're they're going to find something to try and scare people with. Yeah. Except now they have better tools to make you scared than they did back then. Yeah, because before it was just you had the newspaper, you had the TV, right, and that was about it. And then you know for all these. For, for people that are that might be dealing with a you know with a mental health issue, be it an anxiety condition or if it's uh, you know a, uh, a par- paranoia type of thing, like it's just really amplifying that. And you know now we're looking at you know is it healthy for them to be constantly exposed to to all of this, right. and and can you turn it off? Well, and I, I, there there has to be some responsibility on the people putting out this information because you don't limit who can access your information. Right. Facebook is free. Mm-hmm. Twitter is free. It's all, yeah. Now don't get me, but here's the thing though. You want to know why it's free? It's because you're the commodity. Yeah. Like, like they always say, if you're not paying for it, you're the product. Mm-hmm. But they don't take any responsibility for what they put out there. Right. None of them do. Mm-mm. And... At some point in time, though, what you're putting out there, whether you're calling it fake news or not, it's affecting people one way or another. Yeah, there, there are real-world consequences for this stuff. Like if, if Facebook put out or, or allowed circulation or sharing of a news article that said Trump's trade policies in China were bringing jobs back to the U.S., and someone on the liberal side who hated Trump... It just drives them nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, how dare you say anything good about him? And so, even if it showed up in their newsfeed, which it probably wouldn't, or maybe it would just, to, it, it, maybe that's the way you drive them back to Facebook if they've been off Facebook for a little bit. But then you start feeding them the feel-good stuff again. Yeah. Oh, Trump's awful. Trump's the worst ever. Mm-hmm. Trump, Trump's the boogeyman. Yeah. Orange oh. man bad. Orange man, man bad. Orange man's awful. <laughs> But they're gonna—they're doing the same thing to conservatives now that Biden's in there. Mm-hmm. Biden's the worst. Biden's senile. Yeah. Biden can't complete a sentence. Yep. Biden's getting us into foreign wars. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa. Yeah, we we were already there. We we we've, we've <laughs> we been <never> there. Left. <laughs> we've been there, man. Yeah. We, come on, man. Mm-hmm. We've been there. It wasn't me. But so th- they're gonna put out there whatever it is that gets you back. Yeah. They don't care that they're that they're messing with whatever synapses you've got in your in your brain mm-hmm. to make you go absolutely insane. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm not going to be one to say that nothing has happened because of that because I'm I'm sure there are things that either go unreported or that have been reported. Well, look at they uh, all got started because someone read something on Facebook or Twitter and they just went off. Yeah, I mean you know look at look at the what was it the. Uh, Comet Pizza or whatever the 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 guy that was convinced right. that Hillary Clinton had a child sex ring in the basement of this pinball and pizzeria in D.C. Like, come on! <laughs> I mean, if if anyone walked into your house and told you that, you'd be like, dude, like, you want me to call someone for you? Right? Do you need help? Like, you don't, not even do you need help? You need help? Right? Um, the QAnon stuff, oh. the the craziness with all of that, and look at. 
everything that was going on at, at Capitol Hill during that time, you know, on January 6th, it was just these QAnon people were able, they were, they were, they got information that, and the thing is like, you can't, what they wanted to happen couldn't happen. You mean to tell me that the founding fathers allowed in the constitution to have the sitting vice president find a way to decertify an election? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, what do you, th like, just think about that for a minute. Right. But if it's being pumped into your head and you're teetering anyway, and you're being, you're being fed this stuff. Right. I don't know if you've seen the movie, uh, 28 Days Later. I heard of it. Okay, so the it's a zombie zombie movie. Okay. But they're not zombies. They're everyone's infected with rage. <laughs> so this lab is infecting monkeys with rage and they have the, like their eyes open so they're watching violence and they're getting get all amped up on monkey meth or whatever to get them all <laughs> all twerked out. So then some environmentalists who are, you know, PETA people who feel bad for the monkeys go and release them and the rage spreads throughout society. And it's almost the similar thing. Like if you're constantly connected to these, this news or this information, I don't want to call it news because it's, it's, you know, fake news, uh, air quotes, but it's story time. Yeah. It's entertainment. Right. And let's be honest, like, you know, Tucker Carlson might have some good stuff. He's entertainment. Rachel Maddow is entertainment. Right. That's Don, Don Lemon. They're, they're all entertainers. That's well, what they're... And here's the... I cannot stand Rachel Maddow. But you want to know what I respect her for? She flat out says, this is her opinion. Yeah. This is, this is the side she's on. Yeah. She's not trying to pretend to be even or fair balanced. Right. Like Cuomo and, and Don Lemon are... Pretending to be the distinguished newsman. CNN's supposed to be the fair and balanced now, or they're supposed to be the down the road middle. It's just yeah. it's supposed to be the news. Yeah, and that's probably, but that's probably why their ratings went down seventy five percent because they catered to one side. Yeah, and that side already had a team. Mm -hmm. It had the MSNBC team. Yeah, like we know where we're going. Yeah, and we you know, we, we got some we got some confirmation from you. Yeah, but we're going back over here. Right. Right. Or we're just not going to watch. Exactly. And I felt the same way about Maddow. Uh, my mother loved her. Um, and before it was Maddow, it was, uh, who was that guy that um, he got to the sports, so I forget who it was. It was well, Maddow preceded Olbermann. Olbermann's a nut. Yes. He is a nut. <laughs> Violent wing nut. Yeah. And he should be taken off whatever. I don't even think he's at MSNBC anymore. No, he's not. I he's, think he was too nutty for them. Yeah, because Maddow replaced him at that. I think she's at the 9 o'clock hour. Thought, she runs against Hannity. I thought she was always there. Didn't he come in after her? So she used to lead. She used to. Uh, it was Maddow, then Olbermann. And when he was out on vacation, uh, whatever, she'd sub in for him. I got you. So it was almost like she was AAA and he was a major leagues. Yeah. And he ran against. Um, when he was on, he ran against the dude from Fox News. The Hannity? Um, no, O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, right. Yeah, O'Reilly yeah. got booted, deservedly so, for yeah. what his, his shenanigans. Wasn't and he then, touching some people? Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, he was, and he ended up taking uh, Hannity moved into that spot. So then Maddow and Hannity are like the, the, the flagship uh, programs for. Right. But, they, you know, that's. But the thing is, they're entertainment. Let's let's be honest. You might agree with what they say. They might have some factual information, but you have to look at it as entertainment. But people don't, and they get their heads full of things that you know they're you're they're only presented one thing that their their echo chamber that they agree with. So 
you know, it, it's just there. There's nothing to check it unless you flip back and forth. Right. So, but nobody's doing that. No, very few people. I, I shouldn't say nobody. I'm sure there are some, but very few do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have time in my day to watch eight hours of news to check it back and forth off each other. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't remember the last time I watched any live TV other than sports. Yeah. And I, the, only, the only sports I've watched in the past 12 months has been the NFL. Yeah. Well, so I was actually watching um, Division One college softball because it's interesting. Like, it, my wife was a softball player, so she knows a lot about it. And it's more exciting than you know, MLB – Line drive to third, you know it's going to be an out at first base. But when you watch these lower levels of play, and softball's a lot faster anyway because it's the 60-foot diamond, um, you know, that might not be an out. Like, you know, so it's not automatic. It's – it's softball is a little – is a little bit of a hidden gem of a sport. Yeah. And it's it, – you're right, though. It's, it's – because the bases are closer together, I mean, and, and they're winging that ball around. Yeah. They don't. They are not messing around. Like my girls play softball, and we had um, we had a, a Division One All Star hitting uh, a hitter who who had played Division One, and she came out. She was helping the girls out. I guess she was she was a babysitter for one of the girls. She she got asked to come out. She came out. So we got this little pitching machine because one of the guys, one of the dads on the team, likes to buy gizmos and gadgets. Mm-hmm. So he found like a he found like a softball pitching machine two towns over. Went and got it. <laughs> um, so we started using it for the girls, and this and this young lady comes out, and she's teaching them how to hit. Big improvement, by the way. I mean, mm-hmm. the girls are doing great, but so she she decided she was like, oh, I'll hit a few. She had one of the most aggressive, violent swings I've ever seen. <laughs> I literally, I, I went, I kind of like started to hide behind the dugout a little bit. That's how hard she was hitting the ball. I was like, all right, I, I, yeah. I'm old. You take cover. I could, I, I will hurt something. And so it was funny. They were like, hey, do you want to, do you want to try? I'm like, no, no, I don't want to try. I, I'm going to pull muscles that I don't know I have. And I will probably end up in the hospital. So no, I'll let the youngin do it and I'll just be, I'll be impressed. Yeah. It's, a, it's that whole thing. Like. Be impressed by what you can't do. Oh, yeah. I can't do what she was doing. Right. So I'm just going to watch. I'll be impressed. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with being a good viewer, right? right. Be a, yeah, be a good fan. Yeah. It's then like my, be, a, be a good witness. Then my wife <laughs> my wife went in there. She hit, a, she hit a lot of good balls, too. And I think she was hurting her. She was hurting the next day. <laughs> she, yeah. couple, a couple of dads doing this. A couple of dads did the same thing. And I was like, this is why I didn't do it. <laughs> You're feeling fine. You feel awful right now. And I feel great. <laughs> so poo-poo on that idea. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't watched a whole lot of live TV either. It's just there's, you know, and really I haven't watched a whole lot of sports, to be yeah. honest with you. It's there because I mean, the politics getting interjected in that. Yeah, so. no, that's that's the shame that it's gotten way too pervasive in the sports. I feel like the NFL did a much better job of it this year than last year. Um, I don't know if it's just because they didn't show the national anthem this year so they didn't show if there were any protests going on Mm -hmm. Um, but when you turned on the tv you didn't see it it wasn't up in your face they did some of the commercials about social justice and whatnot but i thought i thought it was well done yeah like it wasn't like it wasn't offensive it wasn't in your face it was it's just another ad that you watched in the middle of the game and you took notice of it yeah i'll be honest with you i'm more i i is someone who I'm not going to say I'm, I'm for or against it, but 
as someone who's watching the game, I was more apt to be receptive to the message in a normal ad like that than I was to having them kneel before a game. Yeah. And then and then also, and we had talked about that. We had talked about messaging matters mm-hmm. in our, and when we were talking about the TV shows. Yeah. Messaging matters. Yeah. No. And and the thing with the NFL is they all their season started late enough that a lot of it had been, it, right. it wasn't quite that, in your yeah. face. Um, yeah. I, you know, when when the commercials come on, I'm usually up getting a beer or some more popcorn mm-hmm. or something because during football season I got my popcorn machine running, so I'm usually yeah. getting some other high carb, bad for me uh, mm-hmm. snacks to stuff down my my pie yeah. hole but a little bit more a little bit more butter next year yeah <laughs> just add a little bit more of the butter yeah by the way when you hear the clinking by the way tonight's beer of choice molson golden yeah we're bringing out some canadian beer for all you canucks out there yeah it's a it's a nice one it's been a while so i think the last time i had one was uh my father was frying and he passed away almost 10 years ago so he was frying some chicken wings on uh on the back deck and had had some Molson. He'd always like to do Canadian beer with the wings. I could go for some chicken wings right now. Yes. Um, Speaking of, stay tuned. We may have an episode where we test out some some local wings for the local people, if we can make that happen. Yes. Yeah. Local wings and I believe pizza as well. Yeah. So and we might do a thing for other people about the uh, common uh, draw. You know, delivery. Pizza, right. the the chains with the 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 PJs and the DOs and the and the PHs. Yeah, I don't want to say their names out loud. Yeah, I don't want to spoil the excitement. For <laughs> but we were trying we're trying to work on some uh, some some taste test ideas, um, maybe even a beer taste test idea. But we'll do that in addition to our every other Tuesday show. Um, but no, this was this was a good conversation to have. I think people need to be cognizant that what they're accepting as media might not be news. It could just simply be uh, you're being fed the items that you're putting out there that you want to hear. That's how they get you to come back. That's how they get you to click likes. That's the, you're the commodity. You're, you're the person who they're selling these ads to. That's how they all make money. Google, Facebook, Yahoo, they make money by putting ads in front of your face and you clicking on them. Um, so if you haven't watched the the documentary, The Social Dilemma, I think it's on Netflix. Um, I would highly recommend that you watch it. Just go into it with an open mind and you'll, you'll see that they're doing it on purpose and it's not just them. Um, with that being said, we hope you enjoyed this show. And please like, subscribe, share, comment on these podcasts and videos if you're watching on YouTube. And we hope you enjoy the show. And we will see you next time.